transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. That's right. That's right. This is another episode of Coffee and Contemplation, your least, most consistent, most and least consistent podcast, whatever the fuck. Either way, brand new spanking fresh episode for you right here. But as jovial as I sound, today is actually one of those like rest in peace episodes, shout outs, major rest in peace shout outs. Today's episode is about Neil Pert. If you don't know who Neil Pert is, then go to hell. If you do know who Neil Pert is, then you're you're fine where you're at. <laughs> uh, either way, Neil Pert recently passed away. He was the drummer of the almighty band of Rush. Uh, he was part of the Holy Trinity. Uh, he was one of the most phenomenal rock drummers. I don't know. Let's just think about it for a second. Rest in peace, man. His soul carries on somewhere out there now, in the ether at least. Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I don't give a shit, man. If you don't like Rush, you just, you got something wrong with you. <laughs> Either way, Neil Pert. Neil fucking Pert, man. Neil fucking Pert. Uh, I discovered Neil Pert obviously through Rush, like probably most people. Um, but holy fuck, dude! Like that guy did. I don't know. I don't know. Like you, there's, there's definitely like everybody has. You know, everybody who plays drums probably has influence influences. But Neil Pert has probably influenced like a fucking generation of rock drummers, of just drummers in general. The that guy in like the middle of his career learned how to like change his style of how to, of drumming like he retrained himself uh he like when he was younger he tried to fucking get into music and it didn't work and you know on a whim he decided to, to try out for this other band and boom became one of the most sensational fucking rock and roll drummers of all time he became the youngest uh person to be inducted into the uh, drummer hall of fame you know let that sit on you um so i just you know i i i, I he died on january 7th 2020 uh and i literally like n- like the first Four or five people I mentioned it to. One person got it. Shout out to Spencer Miller. Uh, one person understood who the fuck I was even talking about. That that like that was like a blow. I was like, oh my god, am I the only person here who likes music? <laughs> uh, so big shout outs. Neil Elwood Pert lived from September twelfth, nineteen fifty two to January 7th, 2020. The motherfucker was a Canadian musician, Canadian drummer, Canadian Canadian human being. Uh, he was, like I said, phenomenal. Um, he was born like on September 12th and he subsequently, 
started his like his journey down musicianship uh, through piano lessons, like a lot of people I feel like do. They kind of get that early on feel for the keys. Uh, but then the, his parents quickly noticed that he was always like hammering on, drumming on stuff, like tapping on stuff with chopsticks around the house. So they encouraged his his behavior and got him, eventually was able to get him a drum, a drum kit and get him into like some, you know, some tutelage and kind of sent him down that pathway of like, hey man, you can be a drummer if you really want, which is, you know, I mean, not really like, you could be a drummer if you want, but like you could do this as a as a fun thing. You could be yeah, this could be a hobby. You could be good at it. You could whatever, you know. And just encouraged, encouraged his behavior. And like later on, uh, as a teen, he would go to. I mean, after playing in like uh, you know lots of little bands, I think I saw some names. Where what were some of them? Uh, there are some little bands that he played in called like like one of them is called like Mumble Something. Yeah, Mumbling Something. Uh, another band called J.R. Flood, uh, but you know, a lot, just lots of like frivolous little bands. Like I could, I, I, I was in a punk band once called Indecent Exposure. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> we all have little bands behind us. Um, anyway, he went to England for a little bit, and there he kind of discovered uh, the work of of of, uh, of Rand and and kind of really dug into her writings of individualism and uh and objectism apparently and when he came back from england after having not really been successful uh with his little gigs and stuff that he found overseas in england he kind of came back and just started selling tractor parts for his for his old man which i imagine as like somebody an aspiring creative person was devastating like what a fucking blow! But that's you know he was like apparently he was like really that was you know he was young he was early it was early on, and so during that time he actually was playing for this little group called Hush. That's right, H U S H. Shit! Shout outs, shout outs to uh, my co-host, my old heart radio co-host Castle Roll. Shout outs to uh, anybody listening out there, Mariah, Casey. Uh, Shouts to Mojo Jojo. Shout outs to uh, Evil L. You know, whatever. You're there. I know you are. Uh, shout outs to Yellow Teeth. Shout outs to my younger brother. Shout outs to my older brother. Shout outs to anybody who needs shout outs. Like I said, um, shout outs to any Rush fans who are currently devastated. You know, shout outs to Neil Pert's family. Uh, tragic loss. Good vibes. Good thoughts only. Um, anyway, so. He was selling selling tractor parts for the old man, right, back in Canada. And he was playing for Hush, not Rush. <laughs> but eventually somebody was just like, yo, you should go try try out for the, uh, the Rush, which was, which was at the time a Toronto-based uh, band. So the, And he did. He showed up in, in a, uh, supposedly he showed up in like shorts and a little beat up Ford Pinto and barely impressed them. So from what I read, what I what I've read and heard, uh, there's this great Rush documentary out there, by the way, called uh, Rush by Rush. Or uh, anyway, anyway, um, like Getty Lee and Pert got along like really well right off the bat, like on a personal level. But Alex Leifson was sort of like not into the cat, so he took a little convincing, which thank goodness he did. He was convinced. Uh, <laughs> so eventually, so Pert officially joined Rush on July 29th, 1974. 
and uh, subsequently he played his first gig with the band opening for Uriah Heep and Manfred Mann in front of about 11,000 people at the Civic Arena in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on August 14th, 1974. Holy shit. Uh, (laughs) So they went on to fucking go hard, obviously. Rush is legendary. But what I wanted to talk about a little bit um, is is sort of, is just continuing to talk about Neil Peart a little bit. Uh, In 92, uh, Peart was invited to Buddy Rich's uh, daughters, Kathy Rich, uh, to like a, a concert. There, per, per, uh, performed and accepted uh, for the first time. What? Or accepted and performed for the first time with the Buddy Rich Big Band. Oh, maybe ex- I don't know. Anyway, okay. So whatever. Uh, so he he kind of had this conversation. He eventually had this conversation that led him. Uh, to Freddie Gruber and this and this idea of potentially changing up his style, like which is which is is nuts to me. Just like in the middle of all this shit, and so what he does is he starts taking lessons from a bloke named uh, Peter Erkson, and like. Continue, and then later on, continues to perform at this Buddy Rich Memorial Concert Hall, and and just like everybody was just kind of like blown away that this old that this guy had just like all of a sudden completely like decide like like reinvented his his style, which is hard to do. It's very hard to do. I'd I'd say if you get once you get locked in, especially for drumming. Like drumming is like you should always try to be as loose as you can and try and play as much as you can. Uh, but like, definitely there's like rock and roll drummers. There's jazz drummers. Uh, it's hard to be like, a, a you know, a, a mix, but a good drummer can sit down behind a kit and find the, find the groove, find the pocket. Uh, shout to Harrison Hannon. Um, so anyway, Neil Perk, Neil Perk, Neil motherfucking Perk, man. The brilliant thing, the other brilliant thing I really wanted to talk about, besides the fact that this guy was an amazing fucking drummer, this guy like blew my dick off with his drumming. He could, he'll blow every everyone, every listener out there. You all have, imagine you all have dicks right now, and they're all getting blown right off of your body. That's because you're listening to Neil Peart's drumming. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> so Neil Peart, though, on August 10th, 1997. Soon after the conclusion of uh, a tour, his first daughter died in an accident, in a car accident, and and sub and eventually uh, a little while after that, on uh, June twentieth, nineteen ninety eight, his wife uh, of twenty three years, his common law wife of twenty three years. Uh, died from battling cancer and so this this basically led him to what would eventually uh, he would eventually write write a book called Ghost Rider Travels on the Healing Road um, but it eventually led him to what is arguably the most incredible thing of this man's life aside from his music uh, uh, an 88,000 kilometer or 55,000 mile for our American listeners, uh, mile or kilometer journey to basically heal 
and which is fucking incredible. It's goddamn incredible. He uh, he he rode his motorcycle for 88,000 kilometers through North and Central America, and eventually came to a place where he was able to like heal and come out of retirement and uh, make the album Vapor Trails with his bandmates uh, and 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 pull himself back out. And he, he remarried and, you know, and this year in 2020, he passed away to, uh, after three years of battling brain cancer. And that man gave us so much joy and lived through so much tragedy and heartbreak. So rest in peace, Neil Peart. Thank you for all you gave us here on this humble planet Earth. Uh, we fucking love you. Thank you for everything. Listeners, this has been another episode of Coffee and Contemplation. Do yourself a favor and go listen to Rush. Do yourself a favor and use your brain for good. And do yourself a favor. Ripen up that motherfucking coconut every goddamn day you can. Why? Because that's what we gotta do. We gotta stay sharp. We gotta stay fresh. That's uh, that's the name of the game. So, what do we say at the end of every track? Keep a stick on the ice.